0: Welcome to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, where we give you real tools to train ultimate humor performance, both on and off the emergency scene. I'm your host, Kevin Housley. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, where we coach you to deal with the stressors of the job as a first responder, as well as how to thrive off duty. Today's topic, do you have expectations of yourself and how do you communicate them? So last week in episode 11, we spoke about expectations and kind of a broader overview of what expectations are. How do we define those things? And we specifically dove into expectations of others and with the teams that we work with. And in emergency services, that might be a crew or a partner, um, or if you're a higher rank, that might be a shift or a battalion or um, lots of different versions of that. But If you haven't checked out episode 11, I'd encourage you to go do so. And there's a free downloadable as well in that episode about how to establish some of those expectations as well as a template to use to make your life as easy as possible. So a really quick review of expectations, especially at the company level or when we have expectations of others that, you know, those really should be driven by the company or the team as a whole. And so maybe as a leader, initially, you might have to say, hey, here are the things that are, are expectations that I have of you, but then allow some space and some time and some energy for those that are a part of that team to also have expectations um, laterally across peer groups um, and up the chain of command as well, because they should have and they will have expectations of you. And if you're a leader, you need to foster an environment where they are comfortable um, explaining those things. Uh, you can talk about accountability up and down the chain of command. And if they don't have any expectations, that's a really big red flag on multiple accounts. The biggest is what kind of culture have you actually created or what is your style? Is it a autocratic leadership style where it's, I'm a dictator and you shall do as I say, And if that's the environment that you've created, I'm going to have to cut it to you straight. You're not going to be successful. So you might want to do some good internal dialogue and internal searching there. Um, But if you're receiving crickets when you're asking for feedback, that is not a positive thing at all. And so you need to work with some mentors, work with some other peers on how can you change that and get, get a good trusted advisory group around you where you can have a culture where we can hold each other accountable up and down the chain of command. So expectations really are a living and breathing thing. They're living in a living and breathing document. They should be written down. They should be clearly communicated and they should, shouldn't just be talked about once and then thrown on the shelf. They really should be um, addressed pretty frequently and we kind of dove into some ways on how to do that in episode 11. So if you miss that, again, go check that thing out. I think it'll be valuable for your time. So we'll rehash to the quote from Dave Ramsey that I really like and a paraphrased version of that is, if you have expectations but you do not communicate them, they're not expectations, they're just dreams. And you also can't get frustrated or angry or penalize somebody if they're not meeting your expectations and you have not clearly communicated them. And so from a marketing standpoint, we know from tons and tons of research on how marketing works, that people have to hear a message eight times before they actually process that information. So if we only talk about our expectations one time and then we throw that thing on the shelf or it's stored on our hard drive somewhere, most of that information was completely missed and completely lost. So we have to talk about these things almost to nauseam where, hey, are we doing the things that we say we're gonna do? If not, how do we change that? Um, Are they attainable? If not, how do we change that? So very, very important that this is a, a continued growth and learning process. So today, let's dive into expectations of ourselves and how do we establish some positive expectations of ourself? How do we define them? How do we communicate them internally? And how do we establish boundaries with those around us with our personal expectations? That includes your employer, your organization, or the team that you're working with. So have you thought about what are your expectations of yourself? We all have that internal dialogue and we all have those things that we're prone to do or we're driven towards achieving um, or the things that we try to stay away from, morals and ethics and values and all of that kind of fall into expectations of ourself. And it's a really, really big thing if you actually sit down there and kind of think about it of what are the expectations I truly have of myself? You're gonna have expectations of yourself in your professional environment. You're gonna have expectations of yourself in your relationship environment. You're gonna have expectations of yourself if you're a parent, if you're a spouse or a partner. You're gonna have expectations of yourself um, for fitness goals, other goals that you've established, financial goals, things like that, if you're working towards something. But a lot of times we don't really define what are our actual expectations of ourselves. And what happens if you miss those expectations? How does that self-conversation go? Do you shame yourself and just talk a bunch of smack internally and tell yourself how bad and of course you didn't hit those things? Do you have that growth mindset where you're saying, okay, I might've missed the mark on that one. Uh, Lesson learned. Let's not make that mistake again. And here's how we're going to progress going forward. Um, because really the reality of all of our lives is we're just a never ending work in progress and you ebb and flow and some days you win and some days you learn. And unfortunately, when we have expectations of ourselves, we're definitely way harder on ourselves than anybody else will ever be. And so you need to make sure that you're kind of tracking that conversation that you have with yourself and and what are those words that you use for yourself? Are you talking to yourself or are you listening to yourself? But that internal dialogue and that in, internal conversation, especially around expectations and, and when you miss them, is very, very important to kind of track and make sure that you have a good handle on and that it's in a positive environment with an eye towards learning and growth. But what happens when you meet your expectations? Do you celebrate those things or you just kind of take it for granted? And I think for most of us, we probably just take them for granted because those are the expectations I have. So I'm not necessarily celebrating the wins when I meet those things. But sometimes, you know, let's say you have an expectation for yourself about fitness and relevant fitness for your job. There are days where you are not gonna wanna perform and go to the gym or go work out in the bay or whatever that looks for you, whatever those goals are for you. And so can you... Approach those situations and say, hey, today I am smoked and I really don't have 100% to give because I'm not at 100%. But can we change that mentality and say, today I'm, I'm at 30%, but within that 30%, I'm going to give 100%. So there's a huge win and a really big mindset shift right there that can maybe put Hey, I'm celebrating that I'm, I, yeah, I'm only at 30% because I'm working at 48 and we got pounded last night, but I told myself that I was going to work out for sure today. Um, and so I'm going to give hundred percent of what I got. And maybe that's doing things like uh, yoga or um, a mindfulness routine or something like that, that will actually help aid in recovery versus going, well, I had written down that I'm going to do an air bike workout today. Um, coupled with burpees and it's going to be on air and blah, 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 blah. And so now it's just a waste and I'm going to lose that day. So uh, you got to have a little bit of grace as you're establishing some of these expectations or if you're starting to track, what are the expectations of yourself? And this all ties back into uh, the episodes we've had on identity. It certainly ties back into psychological detachment from work. And that's really where this episode is kind of coming from, is from those comments that I received after psychological detachment from work where people were really surprised that that was actually a thing that was attainable. And so the conversation needs to be is what are the expectations of yourself? And then how do you communicate those internally? And how do you communicate those to the people that are around you, including up the chain of command? So where do we start I think the easiest thing is, is really start to think about and maybe write down what are some of those expectations that you have of yourself and where did they come from? Are those things that you established on your own? What influences externally had an impact on you along the way? And are those expectations that you have holding you back or are they propelling you towards success? And so even though we're adults, We still have a lot of expectations that were imparted upon us based on all the different environments that we've been. We certainly have expectations professionally as first responders that have been imparted upon us by the crews and the people that we've worked with, your academy scenario, your department culture, your crew culture, and all of those different things like conferences, trainings, all of that sort of thing has played a a massive impact on the expectations that you have in your professional life. We also can really kind of back up even just a little bit of what are the core values that you hold dear to your heart and what are those things that make you tick? What are those things that make you get out of bed in the morning when you really don't want to? It's nice and warm and you'd rather stay in there for a longer amount of time. What are those things that that say, nope, I got to get up and get to work or I got to get up and serve my family or I got to get up and be a, a functioning member of society today? What are those things Those values that really, really deep down make you tick. Do you have these or have you ever even considered those sorts of things? And if we look at Simon Sinek's uh, TED Talk, uh, start with why. And he's talking about that in a business environment. But it's very important for us to define why do we do the things that we do? Why do we choose to be first responders? You don't have to. Nobody's making you go. That's a choice every single day that you're gonna show up and you're gonna serve in the capacity that you serve. So if you need some help with this and just establishing your why and establishing your core values, um, we have a free downloadable for you and it's called Your Guiding Principles. And this is a very simple PDF document that you can work through and it can ebb and flow and grow to whatever heights you would like it to. But there's some exercises within this document that will really kind of help get you on the right track and start to capture some of those things that truly define who you are, which helps with that athletic or that self-identity piece where you are more than what your occupation is. You are more than what you get paid to do. That is just your occupation and your job. You can access this free resource by going to firefightercraftsmanship.com forward slash 12. 12 the number 12, Firefightercraftsmanship.com forward slash 12. So anytime we have a free resource attached to this podcast, you just enter firefightercraftsmanship.com forward slash in the episode number, and it'll take you right to that uh, available resource for you. One of the extra benefits other than you coming out of the end of this guiding principles exercise uh, with written down guiding principles, who you are, core values, what your why is, Um, It'll also help you start to establish some boundaries for you personally. It'll establish some boundaries for you on how you can talk to yourself when you win, how you can talk to yourself when there's an opportunity to be better within your expectations. But it also allows you to start to have that conversation up and down the chain of command of these are the things that I truly value. And this is how my occupation falls in to support those. And here's, here's why I do the things that I do. And here are the things to me that are non-negotiables. And so again, if we communicate those expectations up and down the chain of command, it makes those conversations a whole lot easier when you say, you know what? I'm not gonna work on that project today because I'm not at work. And one of my core values is, let's say it's family and being present when I'm at home. And so if I do all this extra project work when I'm at home, that I'm not being present for my family and I'm not there to be a father and a husband and that leader that my family expects me to be when I'm at home. You can go one step further and you can say, hey, one of my other guiding principles is to excel when I sign up to do things. So here is my plan on how to accomplish this project work or maybe the expectations and the requirements of the organization on this specific project are outside what i'm able to obtain and so i need some help or we need to modify those things around that and if you work for an organization that's truly supportive of you then this shouldn't be that hard after you have those conversations you should be able to have that two-way communication and if you don't work for an organization well maybe it's time for you to start to establish that culture and to say, hey, here's the line in the sand, this is what you can expect from me, this is what I expect from you, and start to work through that process. And as we all know, change is very hard, and so if that's been the way it's been forever, of hey, I'm gonna assign you projects and I expect you to get them done even when you're not at work, um, you're gonna have to start to establish maybe a little bit of a different culture of being a super high performer, but also making sure that you take care of yourself and your family, and all of those other things that we are signed up and tasked to do outside of the job. So a big underlying factor when we're talking about expectations, whether they're expectations of those around us or their expectations of ourselves, is we're going to go back to self-determination theory. And you're going to hear me talk about self-determination theory quite a bit over the time period of this podcast, and you'll see lots and lots of resources from us in relation to self-determination theory. But a quick review on self-determination theory is it's founded in three main principles and we can remember it very easily just by using the acronym ARC. And the first one is autonomy. The second is relatedness. And the third is competence. And so when we're looking at how does self-determination theory drive this internal and personal expectations exercise, we can break those things down even further. So autonomy meaning do you have control over your own life? Well, if you're establishing and defining your personal expectations, you have 100% control over that. You get to decide what matters to you and you get to decide how much weight you wanna put in each of those categories. So autonomy can be very encouraging when it is 100% up to you to define your personal expectations. However, it can derail you because you do have a free reign. So it can be kind of overwhelming at times. Um, And you can maybe even use it as a little bit of crutch of like, well, I have so much stuff to define or I have so much freedom here that it actually kind of hinders you in actual progress and moving the needle uh, forward a little bit. So the second part of self-determination theory is relatedness. And relatedness plays a massive part in your personal expectations. First off, how do you personally relate to those things that you're saying are very, very important to you? There's a sense of connection there because you might have just like this um, undefinable drive towards something that you hold true and near and dear to your heart. So that sense of connection is really, really big. So how do you relate to these concepts and these expectations that you're defining? This also can be very challenging if you don't have a clearly defined and written down guiding principles or written down why, because you're not, you might not be really sure how you relate to these concepts that you haven't really kind of clearly identified. So, relatedness plays a big part. Even when we're talking about ourselves, is you know, for for some of us, we're big procrastinators. So why why are you a procrastinator on those sorts of things? Well, pride ties back into some sort of a guiding principle, or you don't have a clearly defined objective or maybe you're not in control of those. You don't have autonomy over those sorts of things. And so you might have a harder time getting motivated to do some of those things because you're not really related to them. The final part of self-determination theory, also known as SDT, is competence. So many times our personal expectations revolve 100% around competence and the strive to be the best versions of ourselves. And so be very, very mindful about when you're establishing these expectations that they're not hundred percent competent and they're not a hundred percent performance based because that's where we kind of get into this never ending hustle culture trap of, well, the only thing that really matters to me is my performance at the end of the day. So make sure that those expectations aren't specifically tied only to production, only to numbers, only to things like that as far as how many training classes did I get to go to and blah, 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 because that's a never-ending hamster wheel. And um, that's going to for sure lead to burnout and exhaustion and a huge disconnection from your career. So these expectations that you set for yourself, if we're not going to focus solely on competence, they need to account for things like learning and they need to account for things like failure. And how do you deal with that? They need to account for things like relationships. And for sure, they need to account for things like self-care and how do you treat yourself, how do you view yourself, how do you talk to yourself, and what are those things that are non-negotiables for you to making sure that you're the best version that you can possibly be. So the fact of the matter when we're looking at expectations and personal expectations is it's gonna be some lonely, hard work. Um, and it's it's not super easy to define them. And so I would encourage you again to go to grab that guiding principles um, worksheet that'll really, really help to kind of get those creative juices flowing. Use those mentors and those groups of people around you that you respect so they can kind of help you as well. Um, and really kind of start to pay attention to the sticking points that you're experiencing. And if you have a consistent sticking point Or like I mentioned, procrastination, if you have a consistent procrastination, well, why? Why are you stuck or why are you procrastinating? Is that expectation that you're stuck on or you're maybe having a hard time defining? Is that something you've actually chosen for yourself? Or is it something that an external force has placed upon you or encouraged you to achieve? And so kind of unpack some of that stuff. So not all the time is this work super, super fun, but it will help you Make sure that you're trending towards being that happy, healthy, and smart uh, first responder, both on the job when you're at home and in retirement, because that is the goal. Do your expectations of yourself differ from those that are around you? And how do you make sure you're holding yourself accountable to those things that you're clearly defining? And if we don't write those things down and communicate them to ourselves, just like when we try to communicate expectations to others, if we don't have those things written down, it's very, very hard for us to track them or for us to say, yeah, that's actually something that I hold near and dear to my heart versus, well, this is just like an exercise that I should do. So think about this, you know, as, as you ebb and flow in your career, do you have really high expectations of other people as far as, especially within basic skills, competence, or how they treat people, relationships, things like that. But you're not actually doing those things yourself. And so there might be a disconnect there. And, and by doing some of this work, you're gonna be able to find some of those things and figure out, okay, well, that's a huge expectation I have of them, but I won't do that. And a really easy one that we see, unfortunately, consistently is fitness. We have a really, really high expectation maybe of the probie or those newer people on our cruise but it might be hard for us to have that expectation and actually implement that thing for ourselves. And unfortunately, we start to see this quite a bit as the rank structure and the area of responsibility increases because the workload increases, but we maybe start to cut some corners there. So be very, very mindful of that. And if that's something that, that is occurring for you or those around you, then have some grace and one step in front of the other and try to try to change that narrative a little bit. So the fact of the matter is, is these exercises aren't super fun. I don't enjoy them a lot, but it's been very, very transformational for me as I've kind of worked through some of this stuff and especially establishing my guiding principles and figuring out how that ties into my identity and those things that I hold near and dear to my heart. So they really can help define where you've come from, where you currently sit and where you want to be. So be easy on yourself realize that all this is a work towards better than yesterday. Have some grace, have some good positive conversations with yourself internally. And it's really not an exercise in how far you need to go. We all have a long way to go. And the reality is we'll never reach it. It's kind of like chasing the horizon. So I can set a goal out there and I can chase that goal. And a lot of those goals will hit, but then I have a new goal. And it's just this never ending thing. So with your guiding principles, that's just what they are. They're like that, that beacon that helps guide our path and we're gonna stumble. Sometimes we're gonna fall and sometimes we're really, really gonna succeed and soar. And so realize that these guiding principles are maybe never completely attainable. We're just always working within those frameworks. So use that example for yourself if you're having a little bit of a hard time, if you're in a little bit of a rut, Um, that it's like chasing the horizon and that horizon will always move away from us, but I'm always trying to get a little bit better than I was yesterday. So please reach out if you have any questions. I'm happy to help however I can. Again, head over to firefightercraftsmanship.com forward slash 12 to get your guiding principles resource and that will really help as a framework to define this sort of thing. So thank you for spending your valuable time With us here on the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, I really do appreciate it. Thank you for all your valuable feedback and your questions. Uh, Please keep them coming. You can reach out to us at firefightercraftsmanship.com. You can follow us on Instagram at ffcraftsmanship. Um, Please go ahead and rate, review, and follow the show. And we really appreciate all of you that are sharing this show. That's really the only way that this thing can grow. And let us know what kind of content you're, you're enjoying or what kind of content you would like us to see. Um, I would definitely like to do an AMA sort of thing. So start, keep sending those questions in. We almost have enough to do a good episode on some, some AMA style podcast episodes. So go ahead and smash on that follow button to never miss one of these weekly shows. They drop every single Wednesday. And get out there, grow a little bit, challenge yourself, learn, take a deep dive on your internal expectations and stay smart. Thank you for listening to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, where we give you real tools to train ultimate humor performance, both on and off the emergency scene. You can find more information on our webpage at firefightercraftsmanship.com, including all the classes that we offer. And there's plenty of free resources and training on the site as well. Reach out to us on social media, including Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to have a conversation and figure out how we can help you achieve your goals. Stay smart.